0: You're listening to 101.9 FM KPCR LP Santa Cruz. Tony Duchesne here, and welcome to Drinks with Tony. This week on the show, we have JD O'Brien. He's the author of Zigzag. Hey, how about that Chris Rock special? He's the GOAT.
1: Hi, I'm JD O'Brien, and you are listening to Drinks with Tony.
0: Get on the Drinks with Tony show. you're listening to drinks with tony i'm your host tony Dushane. today on the show we have jd o'brien he's the author of zigzag a novel joe how are you good tony how are
1: you nice to see I'm
0: you well are you you're in western massachusetts i am yep
1: east hampton what? mass
0: really is it is, are you still in snow out there
1: yeah, we had, uh, there's still some on the ground. We got snowed in a bit on Saturday and then, um, but yeah, it, it, it went away pretty quick. Cool. It wasn't too bad, like what you've seen elsewhere. But yeah, we, we still got some snow on the ground.
0: Yeah, I like Massachusetts. I've never been Western Massachusetts, though.
1: Um, one day. Yeah, Western Mass is pretty cool. It's, it's like, uh, you know, we're, we're like an hour and a half east of Boston, or I'm sorry, west of uh, Boston. It's more rural. You know, it's more up toward like Vermont, New Hampshire kind of kind of thing. Sexy. But uh Yeah. But you, cool. but you
0: were in Los Angeles for a while. You were saying,
1: "Yeah, I lived there for um, I'm trying to think like 2008 through two twelve or so."
0: Oh, we just missed each other by that know, much. Yeah. <laughs> when I was coming in, you were going out. I was. Oh, when I was heading out. You yeah. handed me the torch
1: because <laughs> when you got there, right in what nine, 09? or uh,
0: no, no, I got there in uh, I got well here <laughs> in yeah. 2013. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was a little after.
1: Yeah, but I was in your when I I think when when I saw your uh, in the email there I think we were in the very bar- in the same neighborhood though I lived right on uh, in in East
0: Hollywood there. Oh, what what was your cross street?
1: I lived on North Berendo between um, right below Fountain. Oh, dude! The, uh, you know I was right. You know where that big? Well, obviously, you do because you're right there. But the uh, the big Scientology. Yeah, no, side, I know
0: exactly where you're at. Yeah. You're in the, you're on the 1200 block yeah yeah <laughs> I, got, I could throw a rock at you i'm, a, yeah, I'm on Edgemont. Yeah. I, it's dude that's crazy well, Oh that yeah that was
1: the next one over yeah 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 when we, when i saw it when we were sending you the book i was like Edgemont, and i looked at it, i was like yeah that was like right there yeah yeah where, where i was so i actually it, really liked that neighborhood i thought it was great because you could walk i i moved i went out there for a week desperately trying to find a, a place to live I, and then i that i got it on the last day but i really liked um that neighborhood because you could i wanted to go to like silver lake or Los Feliz or somewhere but it was all even back then was was pretty expensive but that was because you could walk to pretty much anywhere from there you could you know head over to sunset junction and up you know yeah. up skylight books and yeah I, I really liked it
0: it's it well it's it's way more hip now but it was like it, it was for a very long time just like a beautiful lovely quiet spot just not hip enough but mm. around hipness, which I really enjoyed, I love going <laughs> yeah, up to Los Feliz. Right, but you're kind of out of it, and um, mm-hmm. I I don't know you. Oh man, I don't know if we talked about this on the emails. Were you here when the um, Spanish Pentecostal Church, when she used to cook up empanadas on a fountain?
1: No, I don't, that doesn't sound familiar. I don't think so.
0: I wonder if that was kind of new when I got here. But then, but then I was here for a while. Then that shut down. And now it's a vegan bodega. And you wouldn't even recognize this fountain now. Fountain's like hip. There's like restaurants mm. and everything now. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Square One was there when I was there, and then right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm going back out in May, I believe. So it'll be. I'll have to go over and take a take a gander the road, in the hood. Been, well, yeah, you're gonna have. I haven't been there, there in a couple of years.
0: Now we're gonna have to get coffee because you're gonna be yeah. right by my place. Awesome! Great. You could use my bathroom if you really got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw you also direct and write films too. I do not. No, I. I uh, oh, that's I, another J.D. O'Brien. That's yeah. They, trying to, oh, that's, that's someone funny. else. I saw you Google?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, there's a guy. There is a J.D. O'Brien online who I, I saw. I think he does like, which is funny because I I am in advertising too. If yeah, if he I, does, I does hardcore porn. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. i'm like yeah, i'm like why did you send names, these but... movies to me yeah. so i could watch them and evaluate them really slowly in but slow that, motion that
1: name does pop up and I, yeah you're right i think he is some sort of like uh like a marketing director or something i'm not sure but i've seen oh, the bald, no. bald guy
0: oh screw that guy yeah man. yeah let's not even talk about him yeah that's disgusting yeah <laughs> that's a, you know I, I got the um i have the advanced uh copy and you were um you were saying that you got uh, other blurbs for the final copy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky. I, I ended up with, um, you know, a couple, I, I reached out kind of blindly, uh, you, you know, just kind of hoping to a couple of writers that I really like. And then uh, my publisher was able to connect with, with one or two. And then uh, Jim Ruland, who's, who's an old friend of mine, um, gave me a blurb. And I think we like Duncan, who we talked about you your, he was on your show a few weeks ago. Yeah. But um yeah, and then I got William Boyle, um, who's one of my favorite crime writers, and my uh my uh editor Sean was able to to connect with him and then um Richard Lang, I, I looked at, I just kind of got got lucky and sent him a DM and he 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 read the book and he was so that was great. Yeah. Cause I'd never done that before where you have to because you do
0: kind of your your hat in hand a bit, you know, kind of yeah, like, it's what <laughs> so. it's it's crazy because you're just like Oh man, I finished the book. Oh dear Lord. Now I got to, now I got to try to get this submitted to publication. Right. And then you right. get, a, and then you get a contract and you're right. like, Oh, it's done. It's just like, it's not even started. Yeah. Wait, till, wait till you got to beg for blurbs. and <laughs> Wait know. till people it, say no.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm not great at it. So, I mean, I think it was good to, you know, have email, but it was, I did, you know, like I said, I, I got lucky, but, uh, and I think a lot of it too, I, I guess they, they, you know, you never know because I, I always feel like when you read i mean it's important i guess it's important to have them but I, I always feel like it's usually the the writer's friends or like a former teacher or something you know yeah yeah there's some kind of a some kind of a connection because there's definitely books that i've read with with stellar blurbs that you know that didn't they weren't great so
0: no exactly it's um i mean i you know god bless jerry stall but man he blurbs everybody <laughs> So, oh does he yeah so yeah i'm just like if but jerry Stall this a blurb, i'm like i'm just like oh, i i love jerry stall and and i have no clue what to expect from this book <laughs> right yeah
1: yeah that's generous of him though because he's, no, he's, he's somebody that you know i think that's when you get to that point where you know he's a recognizable name and it's it's nice of him to to do it but yeah, yeah if you see it if you see the same name all the time you can, you don't really know
0: right right you no know, it, it's you are gotten it's it, but it's fun. Cause it's just, I mean, I have you, I, I love it when you like, Um, well, when I and me and I'm do, using second person here, but referring to myself, but maybe everyone. So it's third, who knows, but like um, some people I didn't meet yet who uh, blurbed my first novel. And it's just like, and then it's fun to meet them. And you're just like, Oh my God, thank you. We never thought we'd get a blurb from you. You know, just,
1: yes. Um, yeah. There are some people who I definitely owe drinks to if I, you know, when I meet them in person for sure.
0: Yeah. It's a it it's I mean people don't realize how much money you have to spend even if you're published by uh a press because you gotta go buy drinks for people who blur who blurb you. <laughs> it's just and it's just like it's almost like uh, um it's it's like uh what do you call it? like a balance sheet for uh you know, it's just like you can't pay for the blurb, but you gotta yeah. take them out to drink, you gotta, and you yeah. can't take them to Applebee's on happy hour. It's no. really got to be something nice. No
1: sir, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, because even the um, even the postage. Honestly, I had to make you know, obviously you made yeah. all hard covers, <laughs> and <I> was like, <laughs> that was an expensive trip to the post office that day. And they were like, yeah. I mean, luckily, my publisher is cool, sending me a bunch of books to send, uh, but it was still a uh, you know heavy hit that
0: day i had to um when i was sending out my first book uh this was um before i mean th- th- like it was like around 2010 they weren't really even taught looking at electronic submissions they're like mm-hmm. send us the manuscript and it's just like 300 pages and yeah. i was next day airing stuff to because right. if an agent asked for it and it was a hot agent i'm like This needs to be on her desk by tomorrow. And it was like 75 bucks. I was just like dropping. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, this is just brutal, brutal. Ow, this hurts. Please accept me. Nope, it's not for us. Ow, it hurts even more.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I've just been trying to look at it like an investment in some way. Like, because, you know, like I'm trying to go, I'm going back to, um, there's this crime conference called BoucherCon. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever been there. No, where's that? I went last year. It changes. last year was in Minneapolis, and this year it's in um, San Diego. And Mm -hmm. so, but, you know, I just bought the, you know, enrolled, and then they get you, uh, you know, a discount on the hotel. But yeah, it's still all this stuff adds up. And, but I just, I'm like, all right, we can see people. I have to get a better, I don't have a real, people say you can write it off. Uh, if you, if you find like a smart accountant, you can get them, you know, write all this stuff off. So. Oh, you
0: write everything off. Yeah. Even so without the smart
1: accountant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, you just, you know, this is all a uh, kind of 1099. So you just, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's all written off. I mean, it doesn't take the, it uh, doesn't take all the expenses away, but no, at least it brings no, your income way down. Sure. Yeah, it's a write-off. Just talking to you right now is a write-off. It's a write-off. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm just going to put a number out there and go. I think this is worth twenty-five dollars. All right.
1: No, I don't know. It's pretty low, Tony. Eh? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I'm thinking in wages from when I was a kid. Bucks. You know. Yeah. <laughs> when? Why did you leave uh, Los Angeles?
1: um I left because my my family other than it's douchey
0: no I'm it's kidding. douchey no I, I still love it I I,
1: I, do too. I, I uh I, all my family is back here and my parents are getting older my siblings are having kids I don't know it was it was getting harder to be able like see everybody twice a year once twice yeah. a year and um I was kind of um you know I wasn't I was doing okay but I wasn't uh you know doing great in in la and i think i was getting a little burned out with it you know, i was working a variety of like i had some couple freelance writing jobs but i was also doing catering and bartending and i was kind of doing living in this shitty little um studio in van nuys and um and i realized i could kind of you know not like an unlike an actor or something a writer i feel i can pretty much live anywhere um i mean yeah. i think it helps for screenwriting and things like that obviously if you're in la but i was just like what the, you know i i think it was already kind of getting to the point where you could you know i realized that you know just with email and you know half the people that i was doing freelance where i had never met in person i was all so it just made sense to come back here and uh you know get, buy a house live somewhere cheaper and be around oh yeah and actually it was way more productive uh for me i i think it's obviously because it's i'm older now but when i was a kid i not a kid but 20s 30s i lived in um new york and then portland oregon and then la it was really great, but I feel like being in a kind of a boring place like this, where there's not much going on, or where it's it's. I'm actually it's much better for my. I'm uh, actually writing a lot more, <laughs> which is good.
0: And you could buy a house. See, buy a house. I, less, I, you know. Yeah, I do Zillow porn like all the time. I'm like, sure. what's Cincinnati like? And I'm just like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I can afford that. You know, it's yeah. Just, yeah. And it's and, it's and I don't need to here, be in but... L.A.
1: Yeah. Nothing like LA is crazy. I mean, I would, don't get me wrong. I would love to have a nice little bungalow in Venice or somewhere. <laughs> oh know, but, yeah. But it's, uh, but yeah, it's just so, uh, you know, so expensive. And after a while I like, you know, I feel like I would just, I was just getting kind of, uh, I think it happens to a lot of people. You get kind of beaten down by, uh, you know, just even driving around and schlepping around everywhere. And then, I don't know. And also I was, I was probably, what was I, thirty. 35 or so. So, not that that's old, but you're starting to, you know, it's, it's getting a little old to be in a, you know, whatever. What are the circumstances I was living in, you know, visits to the dollar store? Uh, yeah. I still go to know, the dollar yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I was just starting to get a little depressed in Van Nuys. And, uh but I ended up writing the book, which is all mostly set in Van Nuys in the same. So, I got something out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah oh so you were in van nuys for a bit and then you did east hollywood or was east hollywood yeah
1: east hollywood was first and then um, van nuys was um i i was sort of in a job switch which was a downgrade and then they were up up um, they were like renovating the building and whatever it was, I, I got kind of priced out of uh, East Hollywood. You got priced <laughs> out of East quite, Hollywood? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so I was literally, the place I had in Van Nuys was six seventy five a month.
0: No way. Yeah. And, and it was probably that. like a three bedroom, right?
1: No, it was a big studio. It was like a, yeah. no, it was what do they call it? Like a half, I don't know. It was like a L. So it was like a technically a studio, but the bedroom was sort of. Oh, separate. okay,
0: yeah, yeah, six seventy-five. Uh, that yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't get really that in bad honest. eyes right now. Yeah,
1: I'm sure not. Yeah, even then it was pretty. Uh, you know, I, I and it was still it was one of those. It must have been just a bad or a, a, a low or bad rental period because it was one of those first months. You know, you get your first month free and then. Yeah, but uh, it, but it wasn't the best. My neighbors weren't the the most upstanding. <laughs>
0: Yeah, People. it I, I don't know the <laughs> valley mean, that get, well, you know, but I yeah. but it's just like if you're gonna go if you're gonna be out in the valley, you kind of gotta scope it out and I think know and understand. And I guess you gotta do that with Los Angeles proper too. It was sure, I didn't know yeah. what East Hollywood was, and I was I just dumped my bags down here when I was just like after subletting around, I'm like, okay, forget it. I just need to yeah. like stop moving. Every other week, I'm done with this. Yeah, no. And then I got harsh. this place, and then it's just rent control, and I'm like, oh, still here, okay. Oh, it's rent control. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, no. Just park that's...
1: there for for a while. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> I got I got like, um, you know, people living in the cupboards. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just sublet, and you know, I'm yeah. a landlord to like all these uh to pygmies to pygmies, <laughs> so so I can keep the room going. When did you start writing?
1: um i I started writing when i was a kid it was one of the only things i was i was kind of excelled at a bit in school and then i when i i got into the punk scene um that's how you know jim yes well no i knew we kind of yeah there that's kind of when i did meet jim i think that was part of the uh the the connection but the uh but but i didn't have any musical ability or anything so i think that's how a lot of um you know i just started doing zines was kind of my way of being in the in the punk world so i did zines um and then that led to just uh so what where were you what
0: were you in la or new york when you were uh covering punk rock
1: oh that wasn't that was when i was a kid i mean that was western mass so we 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 used to do uh we used to just book well i also booked shows which was we we had a um there was a local um homeless shelter that used to do these shows where they would give us the space uh, it was like a big warehouse and they would let us use, as long as we charged, I think it was like $5 and two cans of soup or two, two canned goods. Uh-huh. So if, as long as we donated all the canned goods to the shelter at the end, they would let us use the, um, use the, uh, the space. So we used to book punk shows there and it was great. Like I said, we had, we could sell the zines and kind of do a, a mix of local bands and then touring band, you know, not, 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 yeah. not big really, but just bands that would, you know, be driving around in vans. It was back in the day of, um, do you remember the there was a book called book your own fucking life
0: yeah yeah and it was like pre-internet yeah 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 it's, and it it's was like, like the before. back of back of Ma- maximum rock and roll magazine had like crash pads for bands yeah and yeah.
1: yeah and so it was a whole kind of a, a annual book i think they did and yeah yeah so we were in that and um and then bands it was kind of cool like bands would just Call you know, and they yeah. like uh, you know. Can we say we're coming through Western Mass? Is there like on a you know Wednesday or Thursday open that we can do a? And so that was
0: really uh, what a great I, I community to put together. Like, was there a, was there kind of a thriving punk community happening in Western Mass? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Because there's 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 um, five colleges around here. Uh, there's you know UMass and uh, Hampshire, and there's a bunch of places. And so and also so like um dinosaur junior and sebado and um a lot of those bands are from here oh, so okay. we always had like a big um a big punk hardcore scene like even like yeah. elliot smith went to school like hampshire was really a big a big um there was a uh, venue there called the red barn that at hampshire college which Hampshire's like this sort of far left like hippie kind of college and that's where a lot of those kids ended up in uh And they were all cool about letting you know they they were a million great shows there yeah but uh no it was great we had a really cool and then northampton it's a little different now but back then it was very um you know tons of record stores and bookstores and um you know pretty it was all and i think being so close to new york and boston it was kind of an off day stop for a lot of bands. you know it was easy for in boston to come up and do a show in northampton and yeah make it worth their while
0: well what were some of the uh bands where you're like oh my god i can't believe we got them
1: um in, in terms of booking
0: yeah yeah um there
1: nobody you'd probably really know there, there were these bands like from um it there was like sort of this i don't know if they're straight edge but they were like there, there was a label out of um out of california called ebullition records and they used to put out like downcast and all these kind of more but actually then some of the olympia like some of those bands that ended up becoming big like um more Riot Girl type bands like uh-huh. uh, Bikini Kill and Heaven's Betsy yeah. and um, a lot of the not not Bikini Kill they came through I didn't book them but they they came through but there's the, the kind of offshoots of those kind of bands yeah yeah came through a lot because there was um there's two women's colleges too so there's Mount Holyoke and Smith so there was always a big like there was a really big Riot Girl scene up here and, well, uh, and so those bands all came through and
0: like um, Babes in Toyland and, all and yeah <laughs> yeah
1: trying to think who else there was a lot of good definitely saw Bikini Kill a couple times and um it's hard to remember now Spitboy bands like that i don't Uh know if you know like they're really kind of obscure bands but um at the time we thought they were big you know they were big oh yeah
0: yeah i mean i'm from san francisco and you know i lived in the suburbs and um in my 20s and 30s even into my 40s i was seeing shows probably three nights a week um just bopping into the different places uh you know, it's uh, yeah. uh, I was writing for the San Francisco Chronicle too, so I was trying to get a. I I wrote I wrote the local music, I wrote coverage for the local bands, which was so much uh, fun because all these bands that can never get into the Chronicle, I can get them in because it was uh, it was a local column that was every week. So it just right, like, I, I just loved that. I was just loved, you know, being to getting just no one that can ever get into the Chronicle, and I think it was yeah. the bay. It was the bane of the managing editors existence that this column was in the magazine. It was (laughs) in the, uh, in the newspaper on Thursdays. It just, I think it drove them nuts because they wanted that, you know, celebrity, uh, and it's just like, yeah. nope, you don't know these yeah. guys. Nobody knows these guys. That's why we're doing this. Let's yeah. go.
1: <laughs> so, is that how this started? Because I've been doing some version of this for a long time. With uh, yeah, with, yeah. You
0: know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do college radio, and then uh, then I started uh, this up doing. Um, I, I started doing this over twenty years ago. Yeah, um, and I and we were in studio. So first hour would always be an author, and then second hour would be a band usually playing that week and then we just come in and bring their cd and sometimes if they're rolling through town they would come in Mm -hmm. and um yeah those were great times uh and then uh and then when i came to la to work on a film i put it on hiatus for like five years and in a depressed state in los Feliz, where i was (laughs) just like wow i've had every dream come true i ever wanted and i feel like crap and i feel like (laughs) nothing and the outcome is not what I expected. And there are no parades. And nobody's coming up to me <laughs> and shaking my hand. They're just looking at me like I'm crazy. When was the last time I was happy? And then I, I said, Drinks with Tony. Oh, my God. Restart. That's what happened. Oh, that's I figured great. I would do 10 episodes. And like, I, I didn't change the name because I wanted to make sure publicists still knew who I was. Because I don't know if they yeah. knew a Tony, a Tony Duchesne. But they know what Drinks with Tony from the you mm-hmm. know, years of sending me stuff. So... I just kept the name, and I was like, "Yeah, maybe we'll do ten shows in a row, and then if it fi- if it fizzles out, it fizzles out." And here we are on uh, episode two hundred and
1: thirty-two. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it seems like you still have the crossover because I was going down the list. You had Nick Cave and Congo Kid Congo Powers, and yeah, like the mix of writers and uh, yeah, and uh, musicians.
0: Yeah, Kid well, Those guys great. are both, but yeah, yeah, that's uh yeah. Kid is great, and uh, yeah, that, that the Nick Cave was. I found an old tape that I, the, that I interviewed him from about 12 years ago and I had a, I had someone last minute cancel, you know, sometimes authors get, um, it, it, I get pitched all the time for interviews, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes the author or the publicist is just a huge pain in the ass <laughs> or, or they'll be like they can't do video, you know, because I we do this on video so I can look you in the eye and we can talk. Right. And they're like, they don't want to be on camera. And I'm like, okay, fine. Then they're not on the show. I mean, yeah. I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I try to do, I try to work three hours a week on this. I yeah. love it. I love doing the conversations and then I got to do a couple of hours of work after mm. and then it's done. But it's just like, if anyone wants, you know, if anyone is like a prima donna about anything and it's usually... It's never top writers. It's always like <laughs> bottom feeder writers. Yeah. And it's just like that's the answer is no. Yeah. Uh oh, are you sure? Cause blah blah blah. And it's just like, I'm not even replying anymore. Goodbye. Go away. I got <laughs> other stuff to do. So yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I it's I fun to, to be a, able, go ahead. No, oh that? no, I was
1: saying I did I did do one interview that was no um you know, without the video and it is weird. It's much less of that you do feel like you're kind of talking into the void, you know, when there's no, when you can't see the person on the other, on the other end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's good. Cause you, uh, I mean, like I've, uh, I had a author on the show a few weeks ago and I totally blushed on something and she goes, oh my God, you're blushing. And it's just yeah. like, <laughs> it's, it's so good to be, um, to engage and then like kind of go, oh wait, did yeah. I just defend you? Oh wait, yeah. did I it's it it brings a little more realism to the, to yeah. the conversation. Instead yeah. of because if we're on the phone, I feel like it's just like, you know, so what is your main character about? Is it you? Yeah. Is your main character you? I know it's you, right? It's you. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Although you could have put its shirt on, Tony. I know, you know. I would have appreciated if you at least put a shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, so you're, so you're cool with no <laughs> pants. That's what you're saying.
0: You're cool with the dangle. <laughs> yeah. Your, your man tits aren't working. Yeah. Cool. What's down below is just totally <laughs> working. <laughs> that's funny. So are you working on your next book? I
1: am. Yeah. I'm doing a, uh, I, I was working on something else. And then, um, I started just kind of writing, um, a sequel to to this so mm-hmm. to zigzag so it, it was kind of I, I think I needed to just take a break from those characters you know I wor- worked on it for so long and then yeah I started on something else and I and it was going okay in it but I was just kind of like okay and then when I went back to um, to dive back in with the final kind of edits on zigzag you know i was kind of back in it and i was like oh this is kind of and i didn't hate it anymore or i wasn't sick of it anymore and so it kind of spurred me into this i had already had sort of an idea and so i i've been going uh plugging away on that um cool. for the last few months so
0: the I, I think people that aren't writers don't realize that you're in you're in the zone when you hate your characters so much because you've spent <laughs> way too much time with them, you don't want, you don't even want to look at the story anymore. It's just yeah. like, and then you're like, Oh, okay. I I think this is it. I think I'm a writer. Like that's when mm-hmm. you're a writer is when you just want to <laughs> strangle. <just> like...
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially when you go through, I'm sure, you know, you know, from people especially a first book, I think you just go through, it takes forever. And, you know, you've written, you've written 10 different versions of every chapter, you know, so yeah. I think it's still good to take a break. Um, I'm sure there are some, especially crime writers who just kind of have it wired where they just kind of go book to book and they know the character and it's bit, you know, Yeah. but, uh, you know, when you're, when you're kind of learning how to do it and, and, and slowly building it, it, it definitely, I think it's, it's good to step away from, uh, You know, because when I came back to it, I I, it wasn't as um, like I said. a lot of that had lifted.
0: Yeah, it wasn't as depressing. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. When when I was adapting Jesus Jerk for the script, and I hadn't read it in like uh, two years, so I had to read it for an adaptation, and some of it was like, oh man, and then a lot. There was more surprises though, where I was like oh that's funny oh whoa I, mm. I forgot i did that and it's just right i needed the separation up from it for a while and then um and then it's just like oh okay great and then you know again i never want to look at it again after that yeah
1: but, yeah that happened to me the other day where somebody and i this is very fresh too and maybe it's just a sign of my stupidity i guess but <laughs> somebody mentioned a scene or something that they had and i had, and I had no, no memory yeah. of yeah. It's yeah. like oh oh right 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 yeah, and I was able. Do you like just some, nod your head? A movie this. that I had seen years ago, and I was like oh right yeah.
0: Right, right, right yeah yeah. I the, I think you just got to kind of nod your head and go thank you because you yeah. can't remember everything. Yeah, and yeah. you don't remember what you don't remember what what scene was in you know scenes were cut and it's just right like, that's what you know, yeah yeah yeah. It's like oh is that the one where Mother Teresa masturbates and they're like ew what and I you're like know. oh wait no yep. oh, no no I mean uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one didn't make it. Yeah. But I, but I read it slowly to myself when, yeah. I, when I'm lonely. <laughs> what were you doing? What were you doing in LA? Were you trying to hit crack the act, uh, the writing uh world?
1: Yeah, I was doing some, some, some freelance stuff, some magazine stuff. And then I was doing, um, I did write a couple of screenplays um, with a friend of mine. And, and I think I, even at that low level of, uh, I just, you know, you really just get a sense of how fucking hard it is, you know, to, to break it. It's not so much the writing of the scripts, but the, uh, I don't know, I, I was sort of, at least with a book, like I've said, that like, because I wrote, actually, I wrote Zigzag as a script before, um, or a version of it as a script before I did the novel. But I always kind of thought that I don't, I'm kind of a slow writer and I put a lot into, you know, like I, I I don't really, like for better or worse, can't really dash something off really quickly. Every once in a while, like a script, I've been able to do it, but so it always pained me when I had these scripts that never went anywhere and did it. So I thought at least with switching to fiction and to, to, or like, you know, kind of devoting more time to that. Uh, like I said, like it, at the very least you can print it out or self publish it or, or show it to people, you know, like a script yeah. that you've written, that does nobody, uh, wants to read that you know or nobody's <laughs> it's really <laughs> you know i mean if, if it doesn't get made nobody you're not going to print it out and unless you you know there's very few even writers that i really love there's very few who i who i buy the the bound screenplay and read it you know like a book yeah. but um so yeah i was trying to do that i was doing a little bit and also i just loved la you know i think that's part of what i meant earlier like when i was saying i'm more productive here i think the lifestyle of of it was you know especially somebody who grew up on the east coast like i still have like you know even though after four years there i would i still kind of get romantic about palm trees and a lot of just mm-hmm. the stuff that you know the various seasonal things there and the and uh and just i i love like LA culture in general, just the noir and the you know, old Hollywood and things like that. So I just you know a lot of my time was honestly spent soaking up a lot of I, I, a lot of a lot of bar time I spent yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what bar then, what uh, bars were you hitting? let me see in that neighborhood i was definitely i liked uh the the, the rustic drawing room combo i like those oh two yeah, places. yeah right I across the, the street t- from
0: each other so yeah. you had 86 at one you could just pop yeah into the other. <laughs> <Go> back yeah
1: <laughs> i love the tiki tea um oh right yeah. yeah and i still smoked regularly back then so the tiki tea was the last stand of those places where it was the last bar that i remember at least that you could still smoke cigarettes inside oh, okay yeah and um trying to think where else we we would go to uh on the other side of town i really like Shay Jay I like Dantana's. I like oh a lot of the, wow of the, yeah the old spots you know like the uh up on, in hollywood we'd go to you know muso's or the frolic room and you know a lot of places yeah. like that you know oh i love kind of,
0: it's like whenever i i you know i go to muso's maybe once or twice a year you know but yeah it's, it's just like when you, it's, it's when you go tactic. it's just yeah. like it's gotta be a martini a martini it's a frank you know, sinatra night. Yeah. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and so uh but no it, it, there were so many good uh and then when i lived up in the valley there were a few a few kind of divy places too that were uh that were good that i kind of used as as, as um you know somewhat basis for uh the bar and the, the van nuys bar in the book but van nuys was actually surprisingly more inspirational in hindsight than you know <laughs> than some of the other yeah, just being yeah around all that that environment you know mm-hmm. of the the bail bonds offices and the pawn shops and the you know just the kind of the really kind of uh you know divey places and it was uh you know it was definitely an interesting I don't know I'll have to go back up um, I haven't been there in a couple of years either but it I don't think it it hadn't really changed all that much last time I was there.
0: Yeah yeah the um I mean I I was at I was uh <clears throat> when I came to LA I had my I was like DJing bars in San Francisco so I was like making mm-hmm. extra cash and I had my crates of vinyl. So I, you know, and and I, yeah. and I was just like, am I gonna bring my crates of vinyl to LA? And I'm like, I'm in my 40s, man. No <laughs> one knows me in LA. Like they know me in San Francisco, but what? I'm, I'm gonna walk in there and go, hi. There's a 40, you know, 40 year old man, and I got my vinyls, and they're just gonna be like, uh, <laughs> get out.
1: <laughs> so, so why did you why did you go to LA?
0: Uh, Jesus Jerk was becoming. Oh, a film. oh right, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was in pre production, and I just got my ass down here and you
1: wrote the script
0: too i wrote the script yeah oh that's
1: great and then i was on that movie was that eric stoltz yeah 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 yeah. that's great
0: yeah
1: yeah and so that was the that was the big thing and then you realized afterwards is when you had your revelation to go back to podcasting or
0: well it was there's been multiple revelations which (laughs) i mean i wish i could have multiple orgasms but i'll do i'll do revelations instead but um I'm learning more and more that it's not about the outcome. It's about the process. And Mm. I've had to like, even, even when the greatest things are happening to you at the outcome level, um, that goes away so fast that the process has to be everything. So I mean, for the, I mean, for this, for the podcast, this takes maybe three hours a week at the most of my time. Mm. So, but it's great that I get to just talk to another writer it's just like hey weirdo what's up what's up weirdo (laughs) i mean it's it's yeah
1: we're
0: we're we're a breed of um lunatics because there's no money in being a novelist (laughs) unless you know there's like it's not even one percent who can make a living at the at the novel but right we i i personally am insatiable reading novels and i love talking novels and i love writing novels and if everything you know if the whole film industry crumbled i don't care because i want to read a book you know Mm. it's it's yeah that delights me more than anything so to be able to just talk to writers for an hour a week Mm -hmm. this is just this is just like my ice cream sundae that i'm not going to have so i can keep my weight off
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, especially because it's such a solitary thing, too. You know, it's nice to connect with other, you know, people, because it is, that's one downside in terms of, you know, I keep coming back to the living in the middle of nowhere kind of stuff. But there is, you know, in LA, I had other friends, more, you know, friends who were writers or people that are kind of you go out and have drinks with and kind of you in here, it's definitely less, uh, less of that, you know, I mean, I have, you know, obviously, people with text with or you know talk to but um it's less like the you know meet your buddy at the bar and talk about you know the script you're writing or whatever right and right. it's important i think to have you know because i think it's obviously you need the time to to work but i think it is it is nice to have some sort of a connection with other people who are oh yeah same thing
0: <clears throat> i kind of always yeah. do like a late breakfast like that's my jam yeah i just love meeting other right it's just like I don't know because I just don't want to stay out at night. And like I get a lot of work, like I get a lot of work done at night. So I don't want to like go out and just drink and screw up my next day. I just hate doing that. I want <laughs> yeah. like my next day to be yeah. productive. So it's just like I can't hit the bar. I'm just too old for that. <laughs> it's just like yeah. and, and when I get there, I'll think I'm young again. So I'll be mm. like, let's get Jameson and Budweiser. and Let's just keep it coming, you know. Yeah. And then and it's just like, dude, you could, you could do that in your thirties, you know, and your body can assimilate to it. No, it wasn't really, but it was just. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hear you. <clears throat> so, um, so now I'm like cup of coffee, omelet, yeah. See play? and <laughs> it's nice. my happy place. Like, caffeine is my new uh, drug of choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which I may have to give up at some point too. If I keep watching these health YouTube videos, they're like, if you really want to, Succeed with your brain. You gotta <sighs> stop doing caffeine, and I'm like, yeah, it's my only vice right now. You're killing me, man. And that
1: changes. I feel like every other week, you know, that coffee's good for you or it's bad. Right. I've, I've kind of just locked in on the. I'm just sticking with. I have gave up. I mean, I still dabble in the cigarette if if I you know if I'm weak. But you know, you give you given up most of the, the the vices in that way. But it's like coffee. I'm just yeah, unless something alarm really horrible.
0: You know, comes out about coffee. Well, and I just I'm, gotta. I'm very, yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not giving it up.
0: And then I won't. I won't be able to defecate for the rest of my life if I stop doing coffee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, are you kidding me? I'll just like keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> my breath will smell bad. No okay. one want to stand near me at the you know movie theater queue up line. They'll be like, yeah, oh. yeah. get them yeah. a cup I'm of coffee, explode. please. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I've never tried to quit coffee. I've really never. I've gone. I tried to I tried to switch over to the green tea or the Earl Grey a couple of times but mm. it, even that it does i coffee just has its its own unique.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. <clears throat> and I'd, sometimes I don't even like the taste of it. I just like the smell and knowing it's there and then drinking yeah. it's just the thing. Mm. You know, it's I maybe it's like when you're uh when you're about to have sex and there's just like so much greatness about to happen because you're both naked and it's yeah. like yeah let's do this and then you're like then <laughs> you're doing it and you're like oh this is kind of disappointing i liked it but i like the anticipation like this isn't working out for all of us here can we just go back to anticipation again can i just smell you weirdly yeah <laughs> that's my that's my pickup line by the way can yeah. i just smell you weirdly you know? how does
1: that work how is that working out for you
0: uh they you know they this. Yeah, yeah, they they stopped letting me on campus. So, There's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, trench coat guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're coming up with the character here, trench coat guy. Yeah, trench coat guy. Yeah, I yeah. don't see that
1: guy very often anymore. Yeah,
0: I'm so, I'm seeing a YouTube video now. It's trench coat guy giving out candy, but he's sincere. Yeah, he's giving he out, out well. sugarless candy. Yeah, he, he well. wants people to get off cane sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's... why else would i be wearing a trench yeah, coat yeah. i got i need pockets for my candy so people yeah. can get off sugar yeah yeah
1: and that's, the trench coat's got the old you know in the crime world you know bogart yeah. and colombo you know they, a lot of the, it's got kind of a nice history you could play off of that the trench coat
0: detective yeah actually i do love like suit jackets and trench coats and and right now i mean in la we're having like the best winter i've ever had because it's a it's like winter in san francisco yeah there's yeah, been to, it's been like snow, in the right? 40s yeah yeah we got snow all over the place i'm just i'm like i am loving this to death people are just like oh god i can't take this anymore and i'm like oh no you have no idea it's like yeah la was like this every winter you would i would there would never ever be me leaving los angeles But the good
1: thing is, I think it would drive a lot of people out, you know, because that's why a lot of people go there, I think. So you would drive a lot of people out and, you know, get them to, I guess, Florida would be because even Arizona, my publisher is in Tucson. I talk to them all the time and they got some snow down in Tucson, even, which I always think of as like completely yeah, i always, i always whenever i picture tucson i just think it's like 110 degrees year round right exactly which i'm sure it isn't but but the uh but, but just yeah i saw a couple of pictures of snow down there and it was crazy yeah it's fun but yeah something's got to fill that. because that was the other thing in la which just it's too you know obviously and cliche to say but it was just so crowded i couldn't deal with the uh it was one thing when i was freelance and i was kind of getting around but when i had a straight nine-to-five job it was absolute agony to have oh, like, to an, commute an, an extra three hours of my day just sitting yeah. and it was even before i'm sure i i was a little slow i had a shitty cell phone and but it might be a little easier now with podcasts and audible and stuff but I, even then like i was sitting in the sitting in there putting like sliding cds into the stereo or trying to find yeah. something on the radio and it was just fucking awful
0: it's um, what do you call it? Yeah, I I've I had to commute a little bit to the west side for a gig about for about a year, but I just told him I'm like I ain't coming in till ten thirty and I'll leave at seven because I'm not doing I'm not doing that commute traffic. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I do. Actually, I did do that for a bit because I my job ended at six and I would I that I I tried to make that my writing time for a while. I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna get home at the same time anyway.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: So if I leave at six or if I leave at seven, I'm going to get home at seven thirty. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I would just sit and write after you know sit in the office and just write for an hour or so just to skip traffic and then because for me I'd rather just get that you know but that was that was a good but they, you couldn't in the morning there was no way around it you know unless I got up at five and drove in right. or something there was no way uh, there was no when, way
0: around it. It was so funny when I moved to LA because it's such a different culture than San Francisco. A lot of people don't realize how far apart the culture is. And mm. how far apart the cities are, but it's that. Did you ever see the um, the sketch they used to do with the Californians on uh, SNL where they're like. Wait, you can't take La Sienica this time oh, of right. day. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And after moving to LA, I was just like, oh my God, they were talking about real traffic arteries. They were talking yeah. about yeah. real shortcuts. They actually yeah. all of that was fact checked and really funny. Yeah.
1: That stuff is fun now. Like that's like especially once you've lived in LA a bit. I, guess I I was I was just rewatching some old uh Larry Sanders episodes. I don't know if you ever watched that. Oh show.
0: yeah. brilliant. But there's
1: Hank, there's a scene where like Hank lives on um he lives somewhere near the O where OJ lived. I think he lived on Bundy or something.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So there's all these really specific things. He's like, now I have to take you know slus you know Sentinella, and there's no fucking left and there's you know <laughs> and it was just like really really specific you know street yeah. stuff. It was really funny to because I when I first watched that I hadn't you know I didn't it went right over my head. I didn't yeah. know the L A references at all. But and I, that show especially has so many of them. You know I gotta really watch that
0: again since I live yeah, in L A now. Still up on
1: HBO. Um, they're all the, the whole it's all up on hbo max
0: and i also love um I, I i love watching really stupid tv shows just for the los angeles locations there's a terrible show on tv right now that i like enjoy it's called the rookie um and it's the same dude that was in the castle i forget his name right oh, now okay. or castle yeah. was in it um castle. Yeah. Noel, noel noel something mm-hmm. and um but the the locations that they're at they're all over Echo Park and Silver Lake like right. all yeah. the time I'm just sitting yeah. there going you guys are driving by the same place in this scene and pretending like it's like you're driving just, through yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I know where you are you just turned around and then drove in a different way
1: yeah no that is fun in the old detective show I watch a lot of Columbo and Rockford and those kind of shows and it's oh all I love Rockford yeah, yeah. Colombo all of it yeah yeah, um, yeah. just uh, LA you know just them driving around and you know it's it's
0: it's really fun to watch that and then I don't know if you ever watch Goliath because he would just hang out at yes. JJ
1: Shay J. and he lived in the ho- that that motel next door yeah yeah and that was part of the reason I stuck with it because I, I just I mean I love Billy Bob is um is one of my favorite actors i think and actually i i think that i kind of fell off with that show a bit but i i think that's one of the best characters he's ever played i just yeah. love him in that yeah he's so good
0: yeah i fell off of it too it's i don't know i don't know why it just kind of went yeah
1: i think they tried to get really david lynch weird with it and it just sometimes i feel like you have to that's a tough when it when it when it goes well it's great but when when it's not it's kind of a i don't know it seemed kind of self self-consciously weird or something but it the first season or two was uh was really good
0: it's like Westworld. like i really love the first um first and second season and then i was trying to watch the third season and i'm just like couldn't get into it yeah yeah and they kept calling me to be an extra in the nude scenes because they needed guys that had (laughs) facial hair and and if if you're nude you get a six hundred (laughs) dollar bump um if you're so i was just but it, it was always on nights i was teaching so and you gotta like yeah um you have to be open the whole day because you don't know what your call time is. Yeah. And I know that they ran, they, some of those extras in the nude scenes, they were like, Oh yeah, I made $3,000 that weekend because it was just, <laughs> and, and to be in those nude scenes, makeup would come you'd have to get naked and then makeup would come and actually do makeup on your whole body. So, you know, so you don't like glare, or do anything with yeah. the camera and all that stuff. Yeah. And then when it's like, okay, let's break for lunch and we're going to do this. You had to stay naked like it's because because you couldn't mess up makeup oh and, sure yeah because
1: they have to pay.
0: And yeah and then they would go past 16 hours of production and they had a big tent where you could go take a nap but you had to stay naked because wow. of makeup and I, I was just like i you know first off i don't i've never been in a nude scene in a movie in a film but i thought i was thinking it would be so hilarious to just be out of focus and naked or maybe even in yeah. focus and naked. It's just like, <laughs> Oh, there's Tony and his dong. And it's, <laughs> and it, you know, and that maybe that's a spin-off TV series, Tony and his dong. Right. Yeah. To swear the all day, coat. Oh, Tony yeah, and his dong. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah.
1: Have you done a lot of extra work? A ton that... of extra work. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: yeah. 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 It got me through. I, I haven't done extra work since like 2017, but I still pay my SAG dues because that's hard oh, to get into. Getting... Oh, nice.
1: That's great. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's people will be like, "Dude, were you on the Mindy project?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that came out." Yeah. <laughs> just
1: yeah, because you're pretty recognizable though. Like if somebody knows you, they'd spot you in the back, you know.
0: Yeah, they're just but, like, yeah. they're like, "Oh, there's there's a guy that looks like he weighs twenty more pounds than he is," and uh, I think it's Tony, <laughs> but he they dressed him in a very nice suit or, or I get I always uh, they keep calling me too central for like it's like strip club patron, um, and Veep um when i did a day or i think it was a day or two on veep i was white trash (laughs) it was on the on the call sheet it was white trash yeah i'm just like hey where's the food right where's craft craft services then i'll be out of focus for you
1: yeah well my cousin's an actor i feel like that worked for him when he moved out there because i feel like everybody tries to become like the you know like whatever the Brad Pitt type or the lead you know and he ended up he he you know he usually ended up playing the stoner or the schlub or the whatever but he got a lot of we got a lot of work. You know, yeah. there was always call for that stuff. And he I mean he's more like character actor type stuff, but it was um you know he's still You know, pretty busy, which is great. But he kind of embraced it. You know, he wasn't trying to be the what everybody else was trying to be,
0: right? And I and the thing is, what was great is I don't care. Like when I'm I'm, when I'm on set, don't even use me because I'm reading a book or I'm working on my writing. Yeah. Because we're in holding. I mean, most of the time we're waiting around. So and even when when we're on set and they're getting ready for a shot, I got papers in my back pocket that I'm sitting there and you know Mm -hmm. going over that. And they're like, "All right, camera ready," and folding those up and putting them away. So yeah. Just, it's all about the double dip,
1: yeah, yeah, because you're technically being paid to sit there and write all day, which is yeah, the right you know, and read, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah well, everyone yeah. else is like, Do you think I could get in this shot? Do you think <laughs> I can get a line? And then yeah. I'm just like, Use the back of my head, put me way out of focus. I don't <laughs> sure. care. Yeah. Where's the free coffee, yeah? Where's craft services? Where's my locks and bagels? <laughs> Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm making you miss LA, huh? A
1: little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should have done the extra. I considered doing the extra work for a second there, but because uh, for the same reason, I was like, oh, I could sit around and, you know, write all day or I could, but yeah, uh, but, yeah it's, never, it's never
0: pursued it. Right. I was trying to pursue it to get the health insurance, but you have to make 40 grand a year as an actor to get the low end health insurance yeah. with SAG. Yeah. And, and then I was like, I am not hustling. To be yeah. an extra on it no so it's just like give me one gig a week or two gigs a week while i have my other stuff going on and it's all just play time because yeah um i show up on that and i'm not really tired of being on set and then i'm working i'm teaching a class and i'm not tired of you know mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's fun to have a bunch of little things going and yeah. never feel like you have a job you know right yeah oh shit
1: but yeah, my uh the caterer, my fellow caterers, I think were just a bunch of struggling actors. And I think uh I remember I always think that way. Wouldn't they just be extra, you know, it would have been a lot less work, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, I don't know. It's, I guess it I guess it depends. It's um I, I know actors I, and some of the actors that I know from Jesus jerk. I mean, they don't do extra work, they only try to book commercials or they, they yeah, get on they get on stigma. they get on some good stuff, but it's yeah. Just, I think they're, they're, they're more about the audition and self-taping and it's just like their job is the audition. So being on set as an, the the energy is weird with extras, man. They're just, there's a weird energy and it's just, and I'm I like not caring at all about being an actor because I I duck all of that energy. I'm like, I do not care. (laughs) You know, it's. And then in those situations, they're like, "We need you," and they point to me, and everyone's like, "Can you stand right next to Forrest Whitaker and like, you know, grab his man tit? And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine, whatever, I don't care." And then it's just <laughs> like, "Boom!" <laughs> so, and everyone's like, "Why do you get to do it?" I'm like, "I don't care, don't care, yeah. like, do not care." It gets me through life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's always the person in that regard that doesn't, you know, that's not trying too hard that that can, right. Yeah, you
0: know, i try so time. hard at other yeah. stuff that is oh just... yeah yeah but then in... don't yep. get me wrong yeah. <laughs> i'm an absolute <laughs> mess <in> my other <laughs> jd it was great talking to you thanks man all
1: right man thanks for having me
2: She's sick, cause I'm gonna touch her All over her body, gonna touch her I don't care when I hate my life What's wrong, what's right People don't care when they hate their life But how can I explain personal pain? How can I explain personal pain? How can I explain my voice is in vain? see
0: Writing. life is the story we tell ourselves so learn to craft a, your story by getting it on the page then we can all reach a higher frequency all we need is pen and paper i'll see you next week Listening to 101.9 FM, KPCR LP, Santa Cruz.